Monica, you mentioned being able to let go or, you know, as you mentioned, not really knowing the outcome. Mm-hmm. How, how does that relate, I guess you could say, to your, your day-to-day when working with people and helping them along their journey? Um, well, I think it's, you know, it's something that I quite often talk about. I mean, I don't talk about my experience in therapy or, um, you know, because people aren't coming to talk about my life. They're coming to talk about theirs. But what I do talk about a lot with everyone, whether it's individual or relationship is, um, the only thing that's in your control is you, you know, and the only thing that you can change is you. And oftentimes we want the thing that we want to change or the thing that's hurting us or that's creating a lot of anxiety are all these things that are out of our control and we try to control them. And so we have to look at the situation and say, whatever it is, what's in my control, what can I change and what do I know to be true for me? Join me, Jeremy Swick on Into the Unknown, a podcast that delves into the personal journeys, stories and experiences of individuals across diverse professions. As a historian by trade, I firmly believe that our personal histories shape our present and offer valuable insights into our paths ahead. With that being said, let's get into it. So on this episode of Into the Unknown, I am joined with my friend Monica Burton. How are you doing today, Monica? I'm good. How are you? You know what? I'm doing great. I really can't complain. It's a a little bit of a stormy day today, but Oh, it is here too in Florida. Look at, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to start off the show and just kind of talk about how, how we know each other uh, through, through this experience. I've gotten to meet a lot of incredible people from a wide array of backgrounds, I should say. Mm-hmm. And so how do we know each other, Monica? So we know each other through Marcus and he's our, well, he's my business coach. He introduced me to you. And um, from him talking to me about you and your podcast, I reached out and said, hey, I'd like to maybe be on your podcast as well. And, you know, it's an excellent fit. I'll say any friend of Marcus is a friend of mine. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so important when networking and meeting people is when you build that level of trust in networking or however you might know each other, that kind of seal of approval is always super important. And, you know, it's nice to have. Right. Absolutely. It's good to know, like networking is, is a good thing for, for business and just getting to know people and everybody has a story and, and, you know, things to tell and we can learn from each other. But I also think it's better when, um, like Marcus knows you, he knows me. So there's a different level of trust there. Absolutely. So let's jump into the first question. I always like to ask, what's your origin story? Who are you and where are you from? Well, I am originally from the Midwest. I grew up in Missouri and um, I moved down to Florida because I originally wanted to be a marine biologist. (laughs) And from that decided, you know, I came down to school to be a marine biologist. I really loved the ocean. Like the ocean has always been, you know, I don't know. It's just a place that brings me a lot of comfort. And, um, but in the study, the study of oceans, I quickly learned that that's not something that I wanted to do. And I um, took a whole bunch of career counseling tests and found out that I could either be a police officer or a psychologist. 
which are two very different things. Um, so I took a lot of classes on, in psychology and it just really, um, it hit home. I mean, I've always been a person that has been like, like to help people. I've always been a good listener. Um, I was an entrepreneur. I tell my kids now that I actually became an entrepreneur at age 12, (laughs) where I, um, I always wanted to work, you know, I'm a hard worker and I started to go to moms at my church and say, Hey, I can babysit your kids. And I became a mother's helper at 12. I came up with my own business. And then from that, I, you know, did some more jobs. And anyways, I, I've now run my own business and, um, you know, so I, I think that's a little bit about me. I, um, like I said, I, Growing up in the Midwest, I think it just has given me some different values on how I see the world. You know, um, I have a strong faith background. I, um, like I said, I like to help people. I'm a hard worker. I persevere. I'm a determined person. So that's a little bit about me. Monica, I love that. I think one of the things is with people, I've been fortunate enough to kind of move all over the country and be all over the place. There's something to be said about that Midwestern work ethic. I don't yeah. you always realize it, but I've learned from just observation of people saying how hard some of us work. It's it's just one of those interesting things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my parents were both really hard workers as well. So I think I learned a lot of that from them. Once you graduated, did you go right into your field or how did that happen? So I graduated from, uh, I got my undergrad degree and then I went into a and got my graduate degree. I got a master's in marriage and family therapy. And then after I graduated from my master's program, I went right into being a therapist. So I, yeah, I've kind of just always done this. I've been a therapist since 2003. I love working with people. I do feel like, you know, again, since I have a a faith background, I do feel like God gave me a gift to help people. And um, I do it in this capacity through helping and healing relationships and individuals. And, um, you know, I do think we all, we all struggle and suffer in different capacities and asking for help is one of the best things we can do because we're not meant to live this life or figure things out all on our own. It doesn't mean we're not capable. Just means it's good to put people in you in your life that you know will help you along the journey. Well, I think surrounding yourself with a group of people that really want to see you succeed and thrive in whatever you're doing is super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are there are going to be people in your life, and sometimes they they don't want to help you. And so I think finding those ones that really promote you, like being the best version of yourself, is definitely a key component. And it might not be your blood family. You know, it could be your friends. It could be a romantic partner. It could be a coach. It could be um, an employee or an employer. You know, it's it's putting those people. You want to put people in your life that are going to help support you be the best version of who you are. And um, it's hard to find that sometimes. Monica, I completely agree. And I love that you mentioned it might not be blood relatives. So I was adopted. I was born in Guatemala City, Guatemala put up for Mm -hmm. adoption um, pretty quickly after I was born. And I always have to laugh because of just how remarkable that journey for myself has been with all the people that have come into my life, whether I chose them as friends or family that, that chose me. 
it's just one of those things about life that I find super interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a quote by Esther Perel, and I said this when I talked to Marcus, the quality of our relationships determines the quality of our lives. And um, sometimes we can't control who is in our lives or, or where we came from, but it is important to say like, okay, if I'm nurturing and developing relationships that help me thrive, I do feel better individually. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think on everyone's journey, everyone's path, there's an opportunity for us to make a decision, go east or go west. Can you think of a time in your life where you made a decision not really knowing the outcome? I mean, I think most things when we have big decisions, uh, yeah, you don't really know how it's going to turn out. But we, um, I guess one of the biggest decisions, let me think. There's kind of two that come to my mind. Um, but the, the biggest one is I'll just say is the time I got, I decided to get a divorce. Um, I did not know what the outcome was going to be. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, I, I had mixed emotions about it because I work with relationships. I had this big concern about people are going to, you know, talk bad or a little bit of imposter syndrome or, you know, but it took me really learning like one, I can't stay in a, um, a relationship, an unhealthy relationship because of what everyone else is going to think. And, you know, I do have kids and, and things like that, that I had to consider. So I didn't know what the outcome was going to be, except I knew that um, I couldn't keep staying in something just to appease everybody else. And so um, I had to kind of let go of control and make a decision. And and that's what I did. Okay, you mentioned being able to let go or, you know, as you mentioned, not really knowing the outcome. Mm -hmm. how, how does that relate, I guess you could say, to your, your day to day when working with people and helping them along their journey? Um, well, I think it's, you know, it's something that I quite often talk about. I mean, I don't talk about my experience in therapy or, um, it, you know, because people aren't coming to talk about my life. They're coming to talk about theirs. But what I do talk about a lot with everyone, whether it's individual or relationship is, um, the only thing that's in your control is you, you know, and the only thing that you can change is you. And oftentimes we want the thing that we want to change or the thing that's hurting us or that's, creating a lot of anxiety are all these things that are out of our control and we try to control them. And so we have to look at the situation and say, whatever it is, what's in my control, what can I change and what do I know to be true for me? And then based on that, then we make a decision. Monica, I love that. And I think it sums up, you know, control the controllables. I think that's a, a classic saying, you know, in sports, but I think it's so important in life as well. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, because the more you try to control the things that are out of your control, the more you suffer. You know, when we can kind of look at a situation and accept like, okay, here, here is this thing that I didn't want to have happen, but now it's right in front of me. You know, if we can accept it, and there's a process to acceptance. I'm not saying you just jump into acceptance. But, you know, the more you look at it and say, okay, here's this thing. Now what? You know, um, I think that that's all you can do. 
I completely agree. And I think it's one of those things you're always continuing to build upon, upon yourself. I, I always say Rome wasn't built in a day, but it's continuing, mm-hmm. it's continuing to be built. There's still a Rome and it's still progressing. And so mm-hmm. I think one of the things in my, in my experience is just not doing the best, not be too hard on myself where you feel like you're supposed to be somewhere and you're not quite there yet, but you, uh, you know, you're just trying to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, when I was a kid, one of the books that I really loved, um, was the little engine that could, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you remember that one, but it's this little train and it's, you know, I think I can, I think I can. And it keeps, it's just basically keep going even when all the odds are against you. Another follow-up question for you would be, what are some common misconceptions about uh, what you do in your field? So one of the big ones is, like, for example, if you're coming to marriage therapy, that means that um, every, like, successful therapy is that your marriage is going to be saved. When, you know, that is actually a common misconception. Sometimes couples come in and they really want their relationship to work out. But in kind of talking through things and healing, sometimes they decide to part ways. Um, That doesn't happen a lot, but that does happen. You know, other times it's a misconception is that can really can therapy really be helpful? And to that, I'll say yes. And now I know I'm biased because I'm a therapist. But again, um, if you're willing to do the work outside of therapy, it can be helpful. And you find a good therapist. You know, one of the biggest predictors of like successful therapy is good rapport with your therapist. So, you know, if it's if you're just coming to therapy to like check a box and you're not willing to do work outside of therapy, it's not going to work, you know. Um, So I think that's another misconception is that therapy is just coming and venting and then leaving and nothing on the in-between, but it is, you know, so I think those are two big misconceptions. Therapists are, are meant to like hold space for clients to talk about the hard things, but our therapeutic relationship, like that's where it ends. You know, um, Kristen Bell, the actress came out with this funny, like meme about wanting her therapist to be her friend. And, um, and we do care about our clients. We just can't be their friends. That's all. (laughs) So I think that's another, um, misconception. Monica, I want to touch on, on that point you mentioned of you have to do the work outside. And I think that's so important. And anything from entrepreneurship to relationships, to business, to life in general is always not just doing the bare minimum or what you think the bare minimum is, but continuing to work and progress. Absolutely. I mean, I, um, I'm a sports person too. Both my kids play sports and I like watching sports. So a lot of times I tell people, you know, um, like athletes, they want to be great at what they do, but they don't just think about being great. You know, they got to go out and do the work every day. And, you know, it takes everyday work to have successful relationships. And we think that relationships should just be easy because that's what we see on TV, right? It's like we see, you know, um, we see people in these great loving relationships or like athletes, we see them at the top level of performance. 
But, you know, what I find fascinating is when you actually listen to their stories, you hear all the work that they put in. And it's it's constant and it's struggle and it's, you know, hitting those roadblocks and obstacles, but they always, you know, come back to the table because they have this main goal in mind of performance to the best of their ability. And I think that applies to relationships too. Monica, I love that you mentioned that. I think it's so important because a lot of times on TV, we only see the five second highlight reel of people's lives, athletes, or, you know, Mm -hmm. people, people in general, and not really knowing what goes on behind the scenes and how hard some people had to work to get where they are. We're, we're a football family too. So we like football and um, football and basketball. So there's been a lot of documentaries about uh, like hard knocks on HBO. So we we just started watching that again. So that's what made me think about it. You get a little taste of behind the scenes. <laughs> Absolutely. So the title mm-hmm. of the podcast into the unknown, what is your version of the unknown? What are you stepping into? Well, I'm really excited. I'm, I am shifting things around a little bit. I have a, a book coming out um, in January, a relationship handbook. So that's something of the unknown. I also am going to do more speaking engagements, more seminars, um, and kind of, I'm still going to do some therapy, but I'm also transitioning to be more of like relationship educator and consultant, which means more like coaching and, and that way I can reach more people. So the, that's the unknown professionally. Monica, I love that. So if people want to learn more about you, your what you're doing, where, where can they find you? Are you around on social media? Yeah, I have an Instagram. Um, it's called Healing Your Heart. And I also have um, a YouTube channel. That's just my name, Monica Burton, LMFT. I have um, Facebook, Monica Burton, LMFT. I also have a website, which is monicaburtonlmft.com. And um, I do have a podcast. It's called Talks, Tactics, and Tequila. Um, I actually do it with, I have a co-host, and he's a former Marine. He's um, a former DC detective. So he, I'm the talks person, he's the tactics, and we both enjoy sampling tequila. But it's really, it's stories about life. So it's how we interview people on how they've overcome different obstacles in their life. So that's another area to like reach out and find me too. Monica, I want to thank you so much for just taking the time to talk with me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me on your show. That was another fun episode of Into the Unknown. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen. And if it provides you any value or entertainment, I would love if you shared it with others, liked, subscribed, and really just helped the podcast grow. Again, tell a friend, tell a foe, just anyone who might enjoy hearing some stories of people's own journeys and what got them to where they are today. Till next time.